Before they came to Pure Life Ministries, Gabriel, Michael, and Chris lived their lives in a frenzy, running from place to place. They couldn't slow down long enough to allow the Lord to speak to them, and this left them in a bad place spiritually. In this discussion, they share what it took for the Lord to slow them down. They'll talk about how God did that as they went through the Pure Life Ministries residential program, and they'll also testify to the peace of God which comes from taking time to meditate on His Word and taking the time to wait patiently for His direction in life. Well, it's great to be here with you, Chris and Michael, um, as we're going through this series looking at how professing Christians are dealing with the spirit of Babylon. Um, Today we're going to be talking about just the quickness, the fast pace of this world system that we've lived in. So as uh, just thinking about some of our own experiences and what we've had to go through uh, in the past and really dealing with this, um, I guess, this world mindset, Mm -hmm. um, share a little bit about some of the things that filled your lives. You know, one of the questions specifically is, what busied us? What preoccupied us? What kept us busy? Mm -hmm. Um, So, Michael, if you want to share just a little bit about that, how you were so busy. Yeah. um, I think for me, I remember just constantly feeling the need to be doing something, whether it was entertaining myself with movies, video games, uh, just hanging out with friends, going to the mall and just walking around. I actually remember a lot of my weekends consisted of going to my friend's house after school, hanging out late in the night, uh, staying Mm -hmm. up, watching movies, um, partying, looking at things we shouldn't have been looking at, playing video games till 3, 4 a.m. And then I'd go to bed and I'd get up before the rest of my friends so I could go play golf. And then I'd finish around a golf and go back to my friend's house and just hang out there all day. And it was just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, what about, what about you? What was filling your time? What was keeping you very active? Uh, I remember probably I grew up sort of at the beginning of the television era. So TV was my babysitter from the time I was in a high chair. Um, I remember my dad telling me I wouldn't even eat dinner unless Mickey Mouse Club was on Mm -hmm. TV, and I would, you know, put up a a fuss. But I do know that being brought up in an ungodly home with alcoholics, Mm. most of my time was to get out of the environment. Mm -hmm. So sports filled my life from the age of six, seven. I started Mm. playing football at eight. I was playing baseball in um, town leagues, anything to get out of the house. I was staying all day at friends' houses to avoid Mm -hmm. being around my parents, to Mm. avoid the chaos that was in the house. TV was all the time. Uh, When my dad was out of the house, which was often... I was so afraid of being alone with my mom between the ages of like 9 and 14 that I would stay up until the channel shut down. That's You guys mm. probably don't remember that, but they used to, <laughs> like around midnight, 1 o'clock, they would close off, mm-hmm. and I would stay awake just to fill my head with something so that the fear that I lived with wouldn't overwhelm me. For myself, too, I can relate. 
if it wasn't television, it was sports and other activities. And even I can remember specifically in youth groups, even being a a professing Christian and leading these soccer uh, games or even just the intramural football leagues and just being constantly from one activity to the Mm -hmm. next. And I remember in my early 20s, my mom, I remember her specifically saying, you're burning two ends of the candle here and Mm -hmm. you're going to you're going to crash. And for me, being frenzy, like being in this mindset to me was right. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know what? Why slow down? And especially if most of my stuff is good Mm -hmm. um, and I've, I've got at least a church activities or religion Mm -hmm. that's occupying a lot of these different activities, you know, kind of on the outside looks good. Uh, What's wrong with it? You know, but later, you know, we have come to find out, and especially as our listeners are beginning to hear about this frenzy lifestyle of the world and really just the Babylon spirit, we've we've got something driving us, Mm -hmm. driving us to fulfill, to be active, to be in this frenzy. So share um, a little bit about what do you think was driving you? If you're looking back at some of those things you talked about, what was driving you? What was um, putting this desire to be so constantly on the move, constantly active? Yeah, um, well, I would say up until I got into sin around the age of nine, I don't remember my life being too hectic or frantic. And uh, my parents divorced when I was nine. And shortly after that, I was exposed to pornography and Mm. got into secret sexual sin, Mm -hmm. was doing shameful things. And I think after that, just wanting to avoid reality, the guilt, the shame, afraid to be left with my own thoughts and Um, On top of that, just ingratitude and discontentment, just that kind of spirit really drove me to just go, go, go. I even remember um, we went on vacations a lot growing up, Mm. and it was just never, no matter what we did, if we went to Disney World and my parents just went over the top for me, um, it was never good enough. You know, it was just that that yeah. discontent, mm-hmm. ungrateful. Right. It's never enough. We we could have done this. Uh, you know, just couldn't even be grateful for what we did in that day. It was like, yeah, but then uh, we could have gone here and we could have done this and we could have done this. And just again being driven by that that ungrateful, unsatisfied, discontent spirit, and also just wanting to avoid the reality of my my life and mm-hmm. what was going on inside. Yeah, sounds like just the chase that never satisfied, constantly on the chase for the next thing. I can Mm -hmm. relate. Chris, what about you? For me, everything was uh, an endorphin rush. Everything Mm -hmm. was to build to something Mm -hmm. because of discontentment, because there was this incredible anger that I was, a a resentment toward my parents uh, for their behaviors. And the only way I could see to overcome that and not blow up was to play sports. So I could hit people and hit people, and it was pers- it was perfectly acceptable. Okay, right. red flag, but you know it was within the confines of 
You know, you yeah. could elbow guys, you could trip them, you could kick mm -hmm. them, you could do all these things, and it was an outlet for me. Otherwise, I think I would have gone nuts. You were and, getting to release just whatever was in you. Yeah, and so yeah. my life, got, it got more, the activities became more intense, mm -hmm. but what was driving it was becoming overwhelmingly intense, mm -hmm. and I was losing control. I mean, I was mm -hmm. having sex with girls, you know, pregnancies. <sighs> you know, my life was just falling apart yeah. by the time I got out of high school. And there was no relief. I didn't know the Lord. Yeah, I think, you know, to even add into that, all of that was just really good. And especially, I think, for hearing all of that, even where you can look at the things in your own life and pick out a lot of good things. That's the thing I'm hearing so far is that this fast go, go, go uh, has a lot of good behind it and has the appearance of what could be good, but it simply mm -hmm. seems to be a constant uh, luring away from reality. Mm -hmm. And that was like what Chris had mentioned. I had a fear of sitting and being still. Mm -hmm. I had to face myself when I was quiet, yep. and I didn't like doing that mm -hmm. um, because I had a lot of hidden sin. I wouldn't have called it that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have known that I was in hidden sin. I would have said I'm in a lot of shame. I'm in a lot of fear of what people are going to think. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I didn't want to look at that, hear about it, um, because there were thoughts going through my head that just once I got still, it was like I, I had to begin to really face who I was. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that Pastor Steve had mentioned and some of the listeners probably were listening to is Americans have become addicted to this fast-paced lifestyle. Indeed, television programming mm. experts now say that is, in order to hold a viewer's attention, the scene must change on the screen every three seconds, or they will become bored and change the channel. Mm. Yeah. Others as well discover in the next video, spend endless hours scrolling through Facebook pages, constantly looking for a new thrill. Mm -hmm. That was me. And it was it's it was beginning to get so quick for me that one image, one image, one image just wasn't enough, mm -hmm. or one video after the next. And I could tell you, even sitting down to do godly things like a devotion or even a prayer journal, um, in that spirit, I couldn't sit for five to ten minutes. Mm -hmm. I would be able to spend maybe a few seconds, maybe a minute in prayer. To me, it felt like you know, five or six minutes had gone by, but it was just a few seconds mm -hmm. because I needed to go and I needed to take care of uh, house. I needed to take care of dishes. I needed to take care of things going on. Um, but it all seemed to be a huge distraction and my heart wasn't actually getting to be still. Yeah. Um, I, at the core of it, and I think this is something that we'd all be able to agree, we were, in a sense, driving ourselves mm -hmm. to please ourselves. And mm -hmm. that constant chasing never gets satisfied. Um, Pastor Steve also mentions this, and this is going to take us into our next question. And it, it's very um, pointed, and it says, simply, it simply is not possible for the fruit of the Spirit to come forth in a person's life who is given over to the frenzy of Babylon. So let's talk about um, things that we've realized in our own life that we needed to cut out. And not just those things, but 
um, share with me, Michael, Chris, what were some of those ways after discovering this has to go? What was some of the ways that you went about cutting those things out? Okay. So one word that just kind of came to mind that would, I feel like, summarize a lot of what I was doing, a lot of the activity is just noise. Mm. And for me, none of it really got cut out till I came to Pure Life. Mm-hmm. And the I remember uh, we couldn't have a cell phone in the program when I came back in 2013. And I remember the peace that I had in the program just without having email to check, uh, text messages, could only make like one phone call, maybe two a week. Right. And just in a sense, just being forced to slow down by my environment. But through that time and then coming on the staff, just realizing how much of that fed into my sin. Hmm. And one of the things I remember the Lord really teaching me, and this was even after I was, um, had come on staff, just the words really just like, you need to slow down just inside, just there's just constant motion inside, uh, thoughts and just what's next, you know, even kind of that living for the weekend mentality, like, Mm -hmm. what am I going to do this weekend? Just, okay, let me get through today, get through the work week. And then I can think about what I want to do on the weekend. And, you know, for comfort, pleasure, whatever, but just that constant agitation. Like, so in order to start learning how to be still, I had to get rid of sometimes just even feeling convicted, like you don't need to listen to music in your spare time. Like you need to learn how to not be listening to something. You know, I used to, before coming to Pure Life, I listened to a lot of podcasts or I had music going all the time or the news. And it was just just constantly being inundated with information, noise, and really just distraction. And so uh, for me, it's just a lot of that, even like, you know, good Christian worship music. I know it, there's nothing wrong with playing that in the house and listening to it. And there's times when I do that. But a lot of times it's like I'm so aware of my need to just cut off all of the noise and just sit quietly. So music, uh, movies, um, constantly just doing things on the weekend. One of the hardest things for me when I uh, moved off of campus into one of our other locations called Peaceful Lane Mm -hmm. uh, was just having to be okay on a Saturday, having nothing planned, not getting in my car, not going to the grocery store, just nothing. Like if I have nothing going on today, but just do my quiet time, maybe do some laundry, clean. Like, I'm okay. I'm not going to die if I don't do something today. Mm -hmm. And that was just huge because I realized how difficult that is for Mm me. It's just like, man, I don't even know how to not get in my car and go somewhere. Like, I... Why can't I just sit on the couch and, like, read or go on a prayer walk or just, like cook something or just do something that's not like busy. Right. Um, so for me, I would just say noise and whatever that looks like for different people. I mean, for me, a lot of times it's music or just having uh, input, external input coming in. Yeah. I think it's interesting mentioning all of that. You could easily relate to having to deny yourself seems like there was that agitation, that Mm -hmm. uh, wanted, wanted, wanted busyness still. Like it didn't Mm -hmm. go away quick, it sounds Mm -hmm. like. 
and yet you had to deny yourself and begin to discipline yourself in these areas um, by doing what you've mentioned. And um, yeah, I can relate to that a lot. What about you, Chris? I would have to say that the one thing I noticed about my activity level, uh, especially in terms of how I used activity to be accepted. I've seen recently, and it really just recently, that I, I believed my acceptance by others came from me doing something mm. for them. So it was very much, uh, I'm going to buy your affection and friendship and love because I did X, Y, and Z mm -hmm. for you. And if I didn't do that, well, then my value to you was negligible. Mm -hmm. um, so being, being busy, doing things, doing things, the motivation was always self. It was never mercy. It was mm -hmm. never directed yeah. to... It, it was a benefit to others, but it was always to feed me and my need to be accepted. Uh, so coming to pure life, mm -hmm. since I was so self-focused, and largely I still am self-focused, mm. I had to give up mm. pretty much everything. I still desire to be something in this world. And just today, talking with Pastor Ed, that has to die in me. I have to be willing to lose my life. I've kind of, you know, my family is no longer with me. Um, so giving that up, that was huge. And I saw them now as mm. a huge idol in my life, um, doing for them in order for them to love me. Constantly busy. I had to make barns. I had to fix houses. My wife is very much a doer. So I had to be doing for her constantly and just to feel accepted by her. Again, that's all a fear-based motivation. It's all, you know, accepted, rejected, accepted, rejected. No mercy, no love. It's all performance-based. So when I came here and I was put at Leslie's and I was basically made just a guy, man, it crossed my will. I was like angry. What am I doing in this warehouse? I've never done this kind of junk before. This is so beneath me, blah, blah, blah. You know, my pride had to take such a huge hit. And my counselor would constantly say, just go to the cross and pray. Just talk to the Lord. All he wants, he loves you. Mm. He doesn't care what you're doing right now. Your activity level is not important to the Lord. Just go talk to him. Lay a few things down. Let him show you what you're holding on to, where your idols are. And over a period of time, it became more apparent that I just, I have to let go of pride and self. It's, that's what's driving the activity in my life. Mm -hmm. Is like, I need to, I'm stop feeding me and start doing mercy. Start thinking of others more significant than myself. And that's a huge struggle for me because my life has been wrapped up in me, pleasing yeah. me, doing for me so that I can be something. So he basically stripped everything away. He stripped, mm -hmm. he stripped job performance. He stripped away my strength. I had pneumonia during the program. He showed me, hey, you have no strength apart from me. Mm. You have nothing apart from me. Your life is in my hands. And, you know, finally starting to bow the knee, still resisting, still having to bow the knee, still having to let go when I see idols in my life, like comfort now. Um, I have to give that to him. Right. That's not an activity, but it's a huge mm -hmm. desire. Yeah. 
comfort, security, safety, all these things. When you guys get to be my age, you'll... <laughs> you know, what's um, a blessing to hear both your testimonies about some of the things you've had to cut out is hearing the gentleness of the Lord, you know, because of He knows us mm-hmm. and He's perfect and how to remove that frenzy of that worldly mindset, the spirit of Babylon, that go, go, go. And hearing you, Chris, just talk about that, it's um, God's desire to bring you into his kingdom. Amen. And it is contradicting the Babylon spirit, the mm-hmm. world system totally contradicts anything that is of God's kingdom. Um, it isn't frenzy. We know that now, and we know that there is peace and there is calm. Uh, for me, man, I can relate to everything you guys have said, and I just can see even how the Lord, His words are so true, um, mm-hmm. even how He would say, you have to deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. I think each situation, it's kind of like you see that having to be applied to your life, mm-hmm. and for me, it's the same way. Uh, Michael, I relate to the whole cutting out of movies. The cell phone was a huge issue for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a point where I just realized I was standing in line waiting to get a Subway sandwich and um, realized my time right now, every moment, it was just like in this one instant, I saw most of my spare time, my downtime, it was revolving around this one app wasn't a bad app, wasn't an app that was mm-hmm. in sin. It was basic news. It was news, like you had mentioned, just inundated with all this information. And I was addicted to constantly needing to be updated. And if it was, you know, within a minute or two minutes, I needed to know, like, was there something mm-hmm. news breaking that I needed to know so I could pass on to other people or just make myself feel good about being aware of something. Mm-hmm. And when I was aware of that, it's like, that has to go. Um, And so everything, even like what you said, Chris, was so important for me too. I had to get things totally removed before they could actually come back into my life Mm -hmm. and become used right for the Lord. Um, Even if I got unbalanced, I am so thankful now that this had happened, you know, where this discipline, this work of God was coming in because now I'm sensitive. Like what you guys are mentioning too, it's kind of like, the work took place so that we could become sensitive to his spirit. Mm-hmm. And that frenzy, mm-hmm. and Michael, I really appreciate that word that you mentioned because it describes the flesh so well. It's like an agitation mm-hmm. that comes up. And we're, I believe, all aware now that the Holy Spirit is using that to bring about uh, that's not the Lord. You know, that's not God's peace. And we can do something about it. Mm. Um, which brings me to the next question I want to ask you guys. Um, what struggles did you go through, right? You mentioned about having to cut out some of the movies and music. Mm-hmm. What were some of the struggles that you went through beginning to live a more disciplined life, you know? And how did you work through some of those struggles as a maybe even a new believer or just even recently? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, I would first of all just say, I mean, it's definitely still a battle. Mm. Um, the flesh is there. Yes. Some days it's easier than others. Um, but even this morning, preparing for this, just having to slow myself down, I think the biggest difference is just ha- learning how to do it. But some of the biggest... Mm difficulties, struggles that people are going to face when they start learning how to slow down is 
yeah, just dealing with that agitation, that antsiness, that like thing that comes up mm-hmm. inside of like, we, I, yeah. I need to do something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and one thing that honestly really started ingraining that in me was something we do before our services, just sitting quietly mm-hmm. <laughs> for 30 minutes before a service yeah. was wow. very difficult for me. And I think at first it's very uncomfortable Mm-hmm. Um, because of some of the things we were talking about, uh, for me wanting to avoid having to deal with what's going on internally. And so the moment you start slowing yourself down and sitting quietly before the Lord, you start seeing a lot of stuff inside, um, attitudes, thoughts that it's like, where in the world is that coming from? All the things, it, just the chaos of your inside world. And with that, I was thinking just learning how to like, what to, what to occupy my mind with, (laughs) how to fill my time, uh, dealing with boredom or just again, that, that discontent, uh, ungrateful spirit wants to come up because you feel like you're missing out. You feel like, you could be doing something better with your time. So true. Um, mm. So just having to overcome those sorts of things definitely uh, has made it difficult. And I know we'll get into uh, a little bit later, so I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, just the benefits of, of doing this. Yeah. But I would say those are just a lot of common things people are going to experience if you try to cut out the noise and just sit quietly. Um, even just 30 minutes in the morning with the Lord, that stuff's going to come up and it's, it's normal, but, um, there's a way to deal with it. And the Lord really does is able to come in and do something in your Mm -hmm. life that he can't do when there's just constant noise and you can't even hear what he's trying to say. Yeah. Sounds like the important thing too, for you, even it's like, it's a struggle. That's a, that's a reality for sure. It's not easy. Um, the pain or the agitation that's there is real. Mm-hmm. It's not going to just go away. Mm-hmm. But even like what you were alluding to, which I'm looking forward to talking about the benefits of it, yeah. but to go through is mm-hmm. one of the most important parts. Yep. And to be able to not be just comfortable with struggling through, uh, but enduring, mm-hmm. right? Um, yep. Chris, what about you? Oh, uh, I would say the verse that I... Yeah, it just slaps me in the face as be still and know that I am God or wait upon the Lord. Mm. Uh, you know, this American lifestyle, there's no waiting. We have fast food and we want fast food to come fast. Mm-hmm. We don't like waiting in a car in line behind five or six others. That's, you know, that's aggravating. You know, what's taking so long? How many times have I said that in my life? Oh, my goodness. You know, I'll be at a job site in the past waiting for a materials truck to come. What's taking them so long? Mm -hmm. I'll be checking my watch. You know, everything is on my schedule, my time, and putting my schedule down uh, when I came here. My idea of time framing everything, that was a huge struggle because I... It was my life, mm-hmm. and I wanted to do my thing. Mm-hmm. And Pierre life did not let me do my thing. In mm-hmm. fact, they mm-hmm. said, you cannot do that anymore. <laughs> really? Yes, really. And so 
I'd say one of the, the biggest struggles was submitting to spiritual authority, mm. which I'd never really done before mm -hmm. in my life. I, I had always rebelled against authority. I yep. still rebel against authority, and that will be a lifelong issue that I need to deal with. But submitting to the Lord's will, meeting him, I was blessed with the ability to spend the first five weeks in the program on the prayer trail because of the job that I was going to, and it gave me time. I took the prayer list, I went down, I started praying through the prayer list. I'd never prayed like that before. Hmm. It slowed me down right away because I didn't know any of these guys yet. I had no connection with them, but I would pray for them, just simple prayers, mm -hmm. just... And it slowly changed my focus and got me away from what I wanted and what I was doing to actually be involved in their lives. And so that that slowed the pace of things down. Um, and just being around the campus, the peace that is mm -hmm. on our campus, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the Holy Spirit just gives you the ability beyond yourself, at least he did for me, to take a deep breath. Mm. And to try and wait and to s just commune with him more. I'd never really communed with him before coming here. I didn't have, a re I was mm -hmm. in sin. Mm -hmm. So just getting to meet him a little bit, uh, seeing that he did love me, mm -hmm. and I didn't have to build a Tower of Babel for him. I didn't have to do anything. He was just asking for me. I had the hardest time accepting that. Yeah. I was a Pharisee. I'm, I, I want to do something mm -hmm. for you, Lord. Yep. Uh, and so, yeah, just letting go. The campus, the atmosphere, the guys who had been here longer, coming alongside and praying for mm. me, that was huge. Yeah. You know, They said, don't worry, I've been there. I know what you're going through. All of that mm -hmm. started to slow the role of the... Um, Anxiety, I guess, that always yeah. existed within me. Mm -hmm. That that's really uh, same. I would say for me, my experience in the program, especially in the beginning, was pretty radical. Um, you know, I've grown up in a in a city life, and so coming out into the middle of Kentucky, but that just wasn't it. It was the atmosphere of being in the presence of the Lord, and it was the slowing down. It was the uh, coming out of like 120 miles per hour, go, go, yeah. go. And it just wasn't the activities I realized, like this is where my heart was seeking. I thrived in 120 miles per yeah. hour. And to put me into a place where I had to slow down, uh, it felt so unnatural. It felt so unbearable at times. My mentality was, I have to be doing something. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not doing something, it's wrong. Right. So I had to, I struggled with really having a teachable spirit, um, just struggled through the things that I was so convinced were true and right, and having to realize God's got a different order. Yep. He's got a different way of living, and I need to, if I'm going to accommodate myself, it needs to be to Him. Mm -hmm. And it can't be to what the American culture or even popular Christianity says is right. And to slow down, um, really, it was a struggle for me enough to break me down mm -hmm. to where I needed to cry out. I needed mm -hmm. to cry out for the Lord yep. to come and to do something because 
we say slowing down in a way, but like what is being described, what Pastor Steve had been talking about is um, natural to be so occupied and so in a frenzy. It is supernatural to begin to slow down and to be at a place of rest and peace in the Lord and uh, to struggle through that. Really, again, what Michael, even you mentioned, which was so new for me to sit still in a service. Mm -hmm. I remember going right into church and going to the coffee bar and I would go even into the services with my mind so fixed on the conversation I just had a few Mm -hmm. minutes ago that worship for me was all about me. Mm-hmm. What conversation I had may have still been lingering through my mind. I had I had no reality of the presence of the Lord in that sanctuary, and he may have been there. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was constantly the person mm-hmm. or the thing that I was doing next, and to come into uh, the chapel on campus and to sit in silence, it was unnerving in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is the most blessed thing now to be able to go in and be still before mm-hmm. the Lord. Um, and I'm I'm saying I struggled with that because like I'd mentioned earlier, and I think you were saying this, to see myself and to mm-hmm. begin to actually see the interactions or the thoughts, mm-hmm. um, even mm-hmm. the intentions that God was showing me were in my heart. Mm-hmm. That quietness is where I had to begin to see that. Yep. And disappointing ourselves for that, um, you know, for our listeners who have uh, been tuning in and listening to us kind of go through this process to encourage and to even help give them an idea about the benefits that come with this type of struggling, uh, this type of discipline that maybe the Lord is putting on on their life, um, maybe this narrow way that they're having to come into right now, and things even may seem difficult. What is some of the benefits to your growth in your spiritual life through this? Yeah, um, well, for one, just being able to um, listen to the Lord and hear Him, just thinking about how a lot of that that busyness and that noise kept me from having to face the reality of what is going on in my inside world, the thoughts, the just the sinful attitudes, really what's at the root of my sin. Hmm. I couldn't see any of it until I learned how to get quiet before the Lord because it takes time to sit before him Mm -hmm. to actually hear what he's saying or to show me what he wants to show me. If I'm constantly just go, go, go and and busying myself even with doing good things, I often miss the discipline he's trying to bring into my life to actually change me. And I think probably one of the things I'm most thankful for, even though it's really painful, is that all of those things that I tried to do to make up for the lack inside and what I didn't have Mm -hmm. or to overcome what was really going on, the Lord's actually able to deal with those things. When I sit quietly in his presence, he's actually able to bring me into repentance and to break me over things that are going on in my inside world so that I can experience those times of refreshing in his presence and have peace in my heart and Mm. joy Mm -hmm. that I don't know how it's possible to get Mm -hmm. without getting the Lord arresting us and getting us still before him because we have to see what he's trying to show us so that he can give us what we don't have. And um, that's something that I'm still um, learning, still fighting for, but I know because I've tasted that those times when 
I can still myself and get quiet inside and just be willing to let the Lord show me things that are painful um, to see and difficult to hear that then he can actually give me real life. He can give me peace that I don't get when I try to fill myself with noise or music, you know, because a lot of times I would think, well, I just need to listen to worship music so I don't have to, this is the enemy attacking me or coming at me with this. And it was the conviction of the Holy Spirit Mm. and trying to show me there's something wrong in your heart Mm. and you're not gonna overcome it or be free from it if you don't learn how to sit in my presence and let me bring my word into your inside world and heal you Mm -hmm. and put truth inside of you and get rooted in my word. Um, And it just requires that. It requires us waiting on the Lord and quieting ourselves so that we can listen to him. So I would say that is probably the most substantial thing. On top of that, it's made my relationships with people more meaningful mm. because I've learned more and more how to listen to people yeah, and not just constantly, well, what am I going to say? Mm-hmm. Um, or, okay, yeah, that's nice. I hope they finish so I can just spout my opinions about things and tell people what I know. And um, so it's improved relationships. It's, I would say it's given me real relationships, not just improved them. <laughs> And just the joy and the peace that comes when I, when I quiet myself and let the Lord work in my inside world, mm. then it does produce joy and peace. And, and I'm able to hear him throughout the day then to, to actually be able to live out his love for people or see needs. Because before I was so driven by what I wanted that I didn't see needs around me. Um, I could yeah. care less about what other people were going through. But the more I've learned to quiet myself and let the Lord speak to me and change me, then when I'm going throughout my day, I'm more aware of what other people are going through, what other people need, and am actually able to love them or meet their needs. Um, so I think those are just... Michael, really quick, things. you know, um, you, with being married now... Um, how has that helped in your marriage? And um, especially, I know that you were saying being able to listen and hear, mm-hmm. how has that also contributed to it? Yeah, so this is something that I've actually thought about. Um, I've read books on marriage, listened to sermons, read articles, and very much the way that I'm wired is I'm, I want to plan, I want to prepare. Just tell me everything I need to do mm-hmm. and I'll do it. Um, I will perform hmm. to the best of my ability. But what I'm realizing more and more is that it just becomes overwhelming because I can't do all of those hmm. things. I I can say, okay, I need to do this to improve my marriage. I need to do this, this, this. And it's just like, but where's the power going to come from to do all of wow. that? Right. And the thing that has helped me the most, and I'm thankful because Pastor Steve and his wife, Kathy, have counseled me on this, that focus on your walk with the Lord and spend time with him and you guys will work through things. And I will say that that has been the best counsel because I know that when I'm spending quality time with the Lord and connected to him, like I need to be just throughout the day, there'll be thoughts that come to mind of like, do this for her. Mm. Or when things I would be tempted to get aggravated by, it's like, I'm aware and it's like, no, be merciful, go mm. under, like wow. humble yourself, serve her. Don't think about 
what you can get from her, but think about giving to her. Mm-hmm. What does she need? And and just because when we're walking with the Lord and connected to him and letting him change us, we're becoming more selfless. Yeah. And that's that's, right. that's the whole problem anyways is I'm selfish and so if I'm just okay, I, all these things are great and I can make sure we have a date night and make sure we do this, make sure we do this, but I'm doing it all out of self, then I'm going to get frustrated when wow. things don't go work out or when something interrupts our plans. It's like, yeah. well, I was doing this and now it's not working out. And so here's my flesh. <laughs> my <laughs> it all agenda goes to gets smoke. tossed out the window again. Um, so yeah. yeah, I would just say that has been huge. It's um, great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um, what about you, Chris? What are some of the benefits or improvements in your spiritual life um, from being still? Uh, it was really difficult. In fact, it's still difficult for me to get sometimes a sense of what God is trying to say. Um, I still find myself looking to men mm-hmm. to confirm mm-hmm. things for me, and I really want it to come through the Lord. So one of the blessings has been I had no prayer life. I had no prayer life mm-hmm. before coming here. Yeah. And I am so thankful that um, the staff at Pure Life are given two hours in the morning to seek the Lord mm. through the reading of the Word and prayer because it's a habit mm. that I never wanted in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's not easy. Uh, prayer is difficult, at times very difficult. One of the things that has blossomed in my life is I took very seriously when the Lord said in his word, I will hide your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm -hmm. And so memorizing scripture has become Mm. a huge, very, very joyful experience for me. I told the Lord very clearly, look, I'm an old man. My mind isn't as supple as it used to be. You're going to have to help me, but I want to do this because you've asked me to, mm. and he's helped me. So I have four mm-hmm. books down wow. in the New Testament, That's which awesome. I never thought. And I, I can just praise God for that, that when I wake up early in the morning, mm. my mind is not racing into lust, or if it mm. goes to thoughts that are mm-hmm. not what mm-hmm. I should be thinking about, I can say, okay, let's do Philippians. Blah, 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 blah. And then pretty soon my thoughts are, you know, I'm either back asleep or I'm thankful to God that he's done this for me. And all glory goes to him because anyone can do this. It's not difficult. It's just I've asked him for help and he's been willing to help me and he wants to help me with this. So I'm very grateful. One of the things that I can see now as I read his word Mm-hmm. is the truth behind it, which to me before was was covered by my flesh. You know, I would read it with my interpretation and always avoid having to say, that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's not me. That's, that's the guy down the road mm-hmm. that needs to hear that, not me. But now he's very direct, and I'm willing to hear... Chris, this is in your life and you have to let it go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and I don't have to fear that like I did before. Mm-hmm. Uh, living in the light has made it easier to say, yes, Lord, I'm a wretch. I need your help. Whereas before, activity mm-hmm. would allow me to run away from that mm-hmm. when I would see it. You know, let's go muck out the stalls in the barn or 
maybe I'll go listen to that John Schofield album again for the 44th time today because, because I was just so selfish and self-absorbed and could not see any other need. So here, the Lord has allowed me, as you were saying, uh, though I'm not great at it, to get into the needs of others. Mm. To be able to say, to look at a brother walking along and go, wow, his countenance is in the gutter. I bet prayer would help. And to just go and say, hey, are you okay? Yeah. You know, it may be a little thing. That's not mm -hmm. a, anyone can do that, but mm -hmm. I never did it before coming yep. here. Right. And yep. you had faith, it sounds, you know, and I think that would be the thing that I'm hearing from us collectively is purpose mm -hmm. and being able to hear the Lord's voice uh, more clearly. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those struggles that we were talking about beforehand, it was uh, important, I believe, for us to go through those, and there are more for mm -hmm. us. But through that, even in our failures, I believe we are benefiting when we hear God's voice yes. and we know His direction. And yeah. we know, according to Scripture, His will is perfect and it's flawless. And being able to know that mm -hmm. um, is so important. And as I've learned, especially, you know, having to really become still and at peace. Those two go hand in hand. Lamentations 3 really hit mm -hmm. me in the program mm -hmm. hard and how good it is for a young man to be still and wait on the Lord and to wait on the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, and I took that to heart. And I know that it's not just a physical or a young, youthful um, admonition. It also has to do with the spiritual vitality of a, maybe a new believer who's an older age. It, it doesn't matter. It's still good to sit and wait before the Lord. I am uh, thankful that the Lord has really removed that spirit and that frenzy uh, that used to be so occupying where he should be not only speaking to me, but having control over time, over things, um, over relationships. All of those things could not have become under his direction and leading apart from my heart and my, um, yeah, I guess just my being becoming at peace with him. And mm -hmm. that process started with being still um, and finding rest in the Lord. Mm -hmm. um, like us three, you know, coming through the program was such a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. um, for those that are maybe listening, the taking away, the, as we had mentioned, the stripping away of things, mm -hmm. cell phone, laptops that are just not easily given up, mm -hmm. um, or maybe there are other uh, influences that we just cannot get out of. The residential program, I know for all three of us, was a major part of saying, I'm done and I need to be separated and mm -hmm. set apart. And I've tried where I'm at, but I can't make that happen. And Pure Life Ministries was that vehicle for us to be able to seek the Lord without hindrance and without distraction. Um, I'm, I'm benefited from being still and waiting on the Lord sure. uh, just by hearing His voice and Knowing him mm -hmm. is purpose. Yep. Knowing what he wants, what he honors, what he loves, what even he hates. Um, but none of that could have happened apart from getting still and being at peace with him. Mm -hmm. uh, before we close, do you guys have any thoughts, anything that would benefit anyone listening? Well, yeah. Uh, one thing that actually was mentioned to me today by Pastor Ed in a conversation I had with him, which if I look at my life, is 
completely the way I've lived it, I've gone from extreme to extreme. So leftist activism, mm. arrests, you well, know, social yeah, yeah. justice to pharisaical religiosity. You know, staying in the center has never been a way I've lived my life until, and I'm still fighting all those extremes in myself. Right. But living at the bottom mm-hmm. of the pendulum, where it's where it's still, where it's no longer moving, is something I'm I'm asking the Lord for more and more because that's peace. It's like the gentle stream. Yeah. You know, the, so the deep water, and instead of swinging. Just resting in him is really, you know, in my life, you guys may not be the same way, but for me, it's about, that's the still point. Yeah. We always talk about aiming for the center here, you know, don't don't tread on the law to the extreme that you can get away with and don't, you know, be too legalistic. Instead, aim for the middle because there's a balance there. And to me, that's what PLM is trying to do and the Lord is trying to do through this ministry for all the guys is to say, look, there is a narrow way mm. and it exists in a place of peace and rest with the Lord, you know, walk in it. Yeah. And I'm still struggling to find that place in my life. Right. So. Yeah. I would just say um, that this is going to be very difficult for people just starting. It's true. Um, but not to be discouraged. Uh, that it does take time. Mm. Uh, and the reality is our flesh is not going away Mm-mm. until we are forever in the Lord's presence. So just knowing, I think knowing that it's going to be a battle, mm-hmm. um, but preparing your your heart and mind for that and just saying that, Lord, you're worth it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and then the more that you taste of the Lord, that he is good, and you see what he's like, because he's trying to show us um, who he is. And the more I get a sight of him and what he's able to do in and through me in those times, it makes it worth it. Um, at first, it I don't think you're going to see benefits necessarily right away, mm-hmm. and it would be very discouraging. It's like, man, this is just really hard. All this stuff is flying up in my face. I felt better when I wasn't doing wow, this. true. And I just want to say, if you're experiencing that, that's not true. Just keep going, persevere in it, learn how to wait on the Lord. We all have to do it, but the benefits far outweigh the difficulty. And this verse in Isaiah 30, I was thinking about earlier, for thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest, you shall be saved Mm -hmm. in quietness and in trust shall be your strength. Hmm. But you were unwilling, and you said, No, we will flee upon horses, therefore you shall flee away, and we will ride upon swift steeds, therefore your pursuers shall be swift. And Israel, this is being addressed to uh, a rebellious people, and Mm -hmm. we were like this, and I know I was unwilling, and I'm thankful that the Lord's making me more and more willing to return and find that that is true. And Mm -hmm. so I just want to encourage people that that's the Lord is calling us to that. It's not like just, well, that's like pure life's message or this is for you because you were out of control and in sexual sin. 
this is a call for Christians, yeah. and this is mm-hmm. how we come to know the Lord, Amen. is returning to Him and finding that, yeah, He is our salvation, and Him is everything that I need. And um, so that would be my encouragement that even though it's it's tough, I mean, we're, we're commanded to it. it. It We're called to know Him. Yeah, Peter change. said, where else would we go? You yeah, have the words yeah. of life. Mm-hmm. There is no other... Yeah. There's no other answer. To add on to that, and I think just to close as well, because that what both of you said was the exact thing that was coming to my mind as well. And I would say to anyone right now who has cut off Facebook, Instagram, those things that are so quick, the screens that are constantly in front of you, stick to it. Don't mm-hmm. go back into it. Mm-hmm. If you've made a commitment, you've got accountability, mm-hmm. you're cutting those things off, stick with it. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is that you're going to want some of those things yep. back. Your friends are going to maybe tell you, but if you're um, wanting to see change, trust the Lord. And and the good thing is, is that He will reveal Himself to you. And it is going to take cutting those things off that seem good even at times, those mm-hmm. things that other people, even good Christians, are getting away, I wouldn't say getting away with, but are getting to do, Mm -hmm. you may be hearing from the Lord, I need to do this and I need Mm -hmm. to do that. I would say then if you haven't committed yet, go to accountability, go to a pastor, talk to somebody and get those things taken out of your life. And I'm even talking about the good things Mm -hmm. that are causing you to be distracted and the constant frenzy that we were talking about that you say, I just don't know. I would say do it. And uh, even if it's for three months or whatever, stick with it Mm -hmm. and see that you're meeting with the Lord. Mm -hmm. See that those things aren't making their way back in. Mm -hmm. And just to close with Scripture, even what Jesus said, that this is eternal life, that they would know the one true God and His Son, Jesus Christ. This is eternal life. And this is what He's calling us into, just like what you guys said. Mm -hmm. And whatever the cost may be, we know, we know that it's it's going to be worth it. Amen. Amen. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already listened to the podcast that this discussion is related to, then check out Purity for Life episode 504, Babylon, Living in a Frenzied Culture.